On this episode of the Girl Talk Podcast. We have to come with an understanding of sometimes I'm not going to know what he's doing. And sometimes I'm not going to understand the ways that he moves. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. His ways are not our ways. That's what the Bible says. Hello there. You are listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. Hey, I'm Trisha. And we're so glad that you've joined us today. Mm -hmm. Today we're going to be talking about being comfortable not knowing. Going to talk about faith. But before we dive into that, I got to tell you, we got a special announcement coming at the end of the podcast. So make sure you listen all the way to the end. So being comfortable with not knowing. Boy, um... I think this is a hot topic for everybody, if you've believed any time at all. Mm -hmm. And um, I wonder if we could start, as you look back uh, and recount a situation that you prayed for that didn't work out like you prayed it would, was it better? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I mean, specifically, I had a... um, circumstance one time where I found myself in a job that I always that I wanted it was going to be the coolest yeah job (laughs) super excited about it Um, a big step forward in my career a fun thing to get to do and it turned out to be the most toxic environment Um, and painful I mean painfully toxic and um, God um, I prayed all the way through it God Mm -hmm. you know rescue me from this he didn't rescue me until I got fired at eight months pregnant Mm -hmm. from that job. Um, But God had such a heaping of blessing to come Mm -hmm. after the fact um, that what I was praying for was not what he had in mind. I didn't even know that I could pray for and I didn't even want Mm -hmm. what God was going to give me. Uh, on the other side of leaving that toxic work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet God knew what was best for me and God gave me blessings way beyond I could ever even um, think or imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just writing down things as you asked that question and Kelly, as you were reminding me of different things in my life. And one of my first thoughts was, ooh, I remember a situation that I prayed for that I thought God was calling me to do that didn't work out. Mm. And I still don't know yeah. what he mm. was doing then. I, I still don't know mm. what that was about. However, I've, I'm listing one, two, three, four, five, six times in my life where uh, God did something I didn't understand and worked out so much better Mm -hmm. than what I had hoped for and what I had planned. Um, And that's everything from relationships Mm -hmm. that I begged God to keep going that he said no, and I'm so glad he did. Um, A career in acting that I asked God to bless over and over and over again, and I remember when he closed the door and I didn't understand why, and he had just such a better life planned for me. Mm. Um, a time where I felt I was to quit a job, I didn't do it, mm. um, and eventually I was fired from that job. And uh, and then he had such a better avenue for me. I'm just thinking of all these times where um, you did, did you ever see that picture? It's like a meme where it's Jesus bending down, looking at a little girl, and he's asking the little girl to hand him his little um, stuffed animal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
And behind his back, he has this giant stuffed animal. And the little girl doesn't want to give him the little tiny stuffed animal. But she doesn't know he's got such a much bigger, beautiful gift behind his back that he longs to give her. And that is just, I think, an example of this. But I'm still stumped by that one situation in my life that hasn't resolved yet in any particular way. Yeah, and I I mean, when you talk about faith, I think for me... Um, when I was 19 years old, I adopted Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 as my um, life verse, so about two years ago. Um, <laughs> what is it? Can you- Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord uh-huh. Uh-huh. with all your heart and mm-hmm. lean not on your own understanding. So I think for me, from such a, a, a crucial age in my life when I'm starting to make decisions about, about what I'm going to do and what are the next steps, um, I had that in my brain. Mm-hmm. That you just have to not lean on your own understanding of the situation. Now, have I always been able to do that? No, but, um, <laughs> and I also think of a country song, you know, that old Garth Brooks song that says, sometimes God's best gifts are unanswered prayers. Yep. You know, I think True. we pray for what we think we want, mm-hmm. but God knows what we need. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. meeting, you know, if you can get to the place where you understand that. When you become a Christian, you kind of give up your right to know. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you don't have a right to know anyway, but <laughs> but you kind of say to God, I'm surrendering that to you. And I think that's the hardest part, at least for me anyway, is dying to myself and what I think I want. Yeah. And God looks at it and goes, yeah, but that's not what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that he intervenes, that he didn't answer the prayers that I prayed, mm-hmm. that I was so disappointed mm-hmm. at the time. That he didn't answer the way I thought he should, but but now looking back, I do see. Wow, he was working even when I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's so much in our human nature to want to do things in our own power mm. because we yeah. we see everything from our own perspective. Right. You know, that's all. That's all we see. Yeah. Really, we have to work hard to see any situation from somebody else else's perspective or even from God's perspective. But God has this eternal view that is timeless he's been to all of our futures he knows exactly what's going to happen and he he also wants good for us Mm, yeah he wants uh things for us that we don't even know how to to how to ask for we wouldn't know to ask right Right. yeah and he has this view that we'll never be able to have and but trusting him and getting outside of our own selves is really yeah. hard girls yeah, that it is, is hard it's to not see things just from my own perspective is okay sometimes impossible so i'm <laughs> i'm gonna ask this question and i'm glad you don't have like oranges or canned goods or anything to throw at me because as i was praying about this episode god brought this this question to my i have rotten tomatoes back well, here phone <laughs> and water so okay. i'm prepared so God asked me this question. I was like, I don't even want to put that down that, that we're going to address that during this this podcast. But he's pretty bossy. Mm-hmm. And so he said to me in the quietness of my heart, what does your faith say about your need for control? Oh, or goodness. the opposite, what right. does your need for control say about your faith? Yeah. And I was like, Lord, is it that? Is it that I need to be in control of the situation? And I think for a lot of females, we have that control issue. Like we want to make sure every, we've done everything we can and we've checked all the boxes and we've read every book and we've done all the things so that we get the desired outcome. And God's like, that's not faith. A hundred percent. Like that is not faith. Right. 
Faith is saying, I trust you no matter what. You know, plus, we weren't built for that. Yeah. I mean, we talked, I don't even remember how many weeks ago it was about being super women. Yeah. Um, we, were not built to, we were not built to be all things, to yeah. solve all things. God really is smarter than we are. Yeah. I had this image when you were talking earlier about uh, the person sitting in an airplane. And, you know, you get that little tiny square window that you can look out. Mm-hmm. And that's like us. That's our view of what's happening. And then there's the pilot in the front that has the big window and all the radar and all the equipment and sees it all. And it's like if we were the ones in the plane sitting in the back trying to control the plane, yeah. <laughs> our limited view yeah. versus what God knows. It is just so much bigger. Yeah. And we we fool ourselves. I fool myself to think I have control. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't have control. Yeah. I don't have control about what's going to happen later today. I don't even have control what's going to happen on this podcast. Right. But I think I have control. And, and so I work hard to try to do the things so that I can have control, but I don't have it. Peace comes when we realize we don't have control mm. and that's okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the only way that we can have peace. Right. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have control because you don't I want am me not control. that good. I have had <laughs> such a like a practical lesson in this with driving with my teenager. Oh my, oh my. sitting yes. in the passenger seat yes. going, "Oh my word, I'm going to kiss that mailbox right there," you know. Um but but and God has just been whispering it's been a theme throughout my life. Do you trust me? 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 Do you, trust me? Do you, trust me? you know, over and over, he keeps going back to the same thing. And when he asked me this question in the quietness of my heart, I said, my need for control says that I don't really trust you. And he was like, okay, what's at the heart of that? So I love, mm, I love yeah. God mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he never just settles for the I'm fine answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> With me, he always goes deeper and he always... Um, seems to plant more questions in my heart to try to get to the root. And and I don't think that we truly believe, number one, God loves us. Mm-hmm. Number two, he has a plan for us. Mm-hmm. And number three, that that plan is a good plan. We say those words so well. And we show up at church and we nod along with the pastor. But when it comes right down to it, we don't trust him because we don't believe he loves us, because we don't believe he has a plan, and because we don't believe that that plan's good. Well, I think we have to renew our minds yeah. okay. over and over again. And there, there are times in my life when I do believe that. And I yeah. can tell you with conviction, I believe God loves me. I believe God has a plan for me. I can trust him. And then, yeah, I don't know, 12 minutes later, <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. But yeah. that's why Billy Graham said... Uh, Renewing your mind or something is like washing your hands. You've got to keep doing it to yep. stay clean. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. got to be repeated over and over again. For me, I have to make sure I'm filling my mind with things that point me toward mm. faith, trust in God's love and God's plan and God's power. Um, otherwise, I'll just drift away. Yeah. I think it's also, you know, God tells us to have a childlike faith. Mm. And when I think back about children. When I look at children, when I think back to my own childhood, I don't ever remember times where I didn't trust that my parents had good for me. That's yeah. true. You know, yeah. I always yeah. looked to them and I said, okay, well, they 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 got it all under control. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about whether or not we're going to be in a car accident when we get in the car because daddy's driving. He's got it under control. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to worry about where my next meal is going to mm-hmm. come from because, you know, mama's going to make me mm-hmm. dinner. I yeah. mean, it's, you don't worry about, you don't worry about the big things when you're, yeah when you have that childlike faith when you have that when you're a kid um so what can we do 
you know, obviously renewing our mind, but what can we do to also constantly stay vigilant to make sure we maintain that childlike faith, that yeah. we look at our Heavenly Father, He's so much more powerful and more good and more um, holy, and He's got a much bigger view of the world and of everything than my parents have. Mm-hmm. And I can trust him a whole lot more, yeah. a whole lot more right. than I could trust my parents who I can trust a whole lot. Yeah. But God is nothing but good and he's mm-hmm. nothing but trustworthy. He, he's never broken that. He's always been there to take care of us mm. more so than, than any human has ever been able to do. So I think you were kind of getting into this next question about how do we lean into mm-hmm. Being comfortable with not knowing. How do you really get there? Because I know for me, I got to have some practical things. You already said, you know, renew your mind. Mm-hmm. Because I think the, 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 the thing that the culture promises to do is to distract us. Because I, I, yes. I honestly think that the devil's sitting somewhere and he's like, I don't need a big plan. I just need to distract them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I distract them. Something just, shiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. something shiny. They won't do what they need to do mm-hmm. to get where they need to get. And so I really do believe that distraction is is where the devil is hitting all, us all very hard um, during these that days. But so what true. do we do to kind of lean into that? We've already said renew your mind. What do you think are other ways that we can lean in? to not knowing and be comfortable with it. Our pastor said something this past week that really impacted me, talking about having a bigger view of God. And it's just Mm -hmm. what you were saying, Kelly. He he suggested that a lot of our issues stem from having a too small view of God. Mm. God's not big enough in our minds to take care of whatever the situation is. Either he doesn't want to or he can't. But when we expand our view of God, and we can do that by reading the Bible and worship, because plugging into that gives you that experience of God's presence. Mm. And when you have that experience of God's presence through prayer, Bible reading, worship, then I can start to understand just how big God is. Mm. He's so big. He's Mm. so big. And I'm not making him bigger in my mind. He's already there. I'm just agreeing with creation that he is so big. Yeah. Yeah. I think to add to that, too, one of the things we have to remember is that God is paying attention. Mm. Yeah. He he really does know all of the details. We have a tendency to think that, at least I, I shouldn't say we, I have a tendency to think that God's got so many other things on his heart and mind. I'm yeah. the only He's one busy. really paying attention to every single <laughs> right. detail. Yeah. He's got 7 billion people he's paying to attention to their details. I, I, I got mine. I got mine all under control. Yeah. I'm the one paying attention. But no, God, God really does know every hair on our head. He mm-hmm. knows everything we are dealing with. And he, he really does have it under control. And he's not a bigger yeah. version of us. Because I think that's <laughs> so what true. We, we make him like a good human. Yeah. yeah. And and he was a perfect human when he was here. But that's not all he was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and I think we just, we, we think of the best person that we know. Mm-hmm. And then we consider God to be just a little bit better than them. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and there are all sorts of ways to look at it. But the truth of the matter is when you get down to it, we don't think he loves us. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, you know, like analyze and, and try to think about why that is we don't think he loves us. And I think it's because a lot of times when we pray for so this leads makes a full circle because a lot of times we pray for something and he doesn't answer like we think he should. Mm-hmm. And we think yeah. that's unloving. Yeah. Right. When sure. you, you were a kid and your mom took you to the doctor for shots Right. And held you 
Yeah. For right. shots. Yeah. You yeah. didn't think that was very loving, no. right? Uh-uh. What you didn't know at the time was that those shots were right. going to make you healthier, yeah. going to make you better. They were going to be good for you. And I, I equate that to the same thing with, with God. Sometimes mm-hmm. those painful things that we have to go through, and I honestly believe that we grow through those difficult times. Mm-hmm. Those painful things, we can't see down the road the fruit that that's going to produce, but at the time, it just seems so painful that how can God be loving? So I think it's it can be like a, a cycle of, yeah. well, he didn't answer my prayer, so he doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. And we have to come with an understanding mm-hmm. of sometimes I'm not going to know what he's doing. Yeah. And sometimes I'm not going to understand the ways that he moves. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. His ways are not our ways. Exactly. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. Absolutely. He has abundantly more understanding than we will ever understand. And knows our days and our tomorrows in ways we'll never understand them. Mm -hmm. And being clear for me that when I take the step to believe that, which I would call faith, Mm -hmm. it's a faith not in faith. Hmm. It's a faith in the person of Jesus. It's not faith in believing will get me what I want. It's believing in Jesus Hmm. to give me what I need. Yeah. Faith in faith is just a mental game. Mm. Yeah. But faith in the person of Jesus is what it takes. Yeah. Chip Ingram has a great series called, I think it's called God as he longs for you to see him. Mm-hmm. And he talks mm-hmm. about the character of God mm-hmm. and breaks it down. You know, Chip Ingram is such a practical teacher. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a link to that in the show notes where you can go get that if you want it. Um, but I think you're right. It goes back to who God is, his character. Mm-hmm. And and here's the other thing. And I, I struggled with this for years. And so I'm just going to be totally, totally vulnerable. I thought God's promises were for everybody but me. Mm-hmm. Like I could tell you all day long what the Bible said and comfort you with scriptures. But I didn't truly believe that that was for me. So how did you work through that? So it was it was a process, a lot of counseling, yeah, <laughs> and a, a lot of hard heart work um, to get to the point where I go, oh, okay, I'm not the only one, you know, I'm not the only one. Yeah. He's going to single out and go, yep, it's good for all of you, but not her. You know, see the asterisk on the bottom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the fine print mm-hmm. or the quick talking at the end of the the commercial, <laughs> you know, about the. <laughs> The cars and, and I could cause headaches. <laughs> I I had thought about that because somewhere along my journey, um, I, someone I, and I don't even know who it was to tell you the truth, but I came up with this idea in my head that I was a bother. Mm. I don't remember, you know, what the situation was or how that happened, but I remember get, carrying a real sense of don't bother them. Don't bother mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Don't bother the. You, you don't bother them. You know, mm-hmm. and and so I grew up with this mentality of I was a bother, and I had to. That's why mm-hmm. I think I developed such a fantastic sense of humor because I had to uh, perform in order for people to say, "Okay, you can bother me." Mm-hmm. You know, there's and, a reward. There's a reward. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so I struggled my whole life with that. And finally, mm-hmm. you know, sitting with a counselor and, and working through some of those things, um, came to the realization that that he can be trusted mm-hmm. and and when you trust him then that means you say yes to his promises mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and his promises you know mean that he loves you too mm-hmm. and not just that he loves you because you're part of the world and he said for God to love the world you're not you just don't slide in under the door just because 
you're on the world, you're in the world, Mm -hmm. but he really does love you individually and personally. And it was at that point that I started to understand and realize the personal relationship with Christ Mm -hmm. before I had kind of, you know, kept him at at arm's distance because I, I I wasn't sure that I was included. Mm -hmm. I was always afraid Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that he was going to say, I don't have time. You don't bother me. You know, Mm -hmm. God, can I pray about this? You don't don't bother him with that. Mm -hmm. You know, those kinds of things. And so I think you have to go through your process and and figure out what's at the heart of your unbelief, because that's what it is, essentially. Yeah, and we are not a bother to God, right? We're Absolutely. really not. He loves us mm. so much more than any human can, and we are, we can be bothers to people. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. legitimately we can get on other people's nerves. Yes. Sometimes I get on other people's nerves. I get on my um, own nerves. Right. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> I get on my I'm sure. I and if I'm not an, problem, if I'm yeah. not annoying right. today, tomorrow I'll yeah. wear tap shoes and we will <laughs> go after it. You know, <laughs> but we're not annoying to right. God. Right. You know, He, he loves us just the way that He created us and wants us to bring the biggest things and the smallest, tiniest things that we wrestle with yeah. to him and have a conversation with him about it. What I've been wrestling with, this is right in this, I'm realizing the connection here, and I'm grateful for this discussion because I keep saying, or I keep reading, that when you need a reminder of God's love for you, look to the cross. Mm. Okay, I realize to my shame that sometimes I downplay the cross. I don't think enough about it. Mm. I don't realize the sacrifice of it. Mm. I don't appreciate the pain that he went through for me. Mm. So my goal is to magnify what happened at the cross Mm. in my life. And I believe that will help me magnify uh, the understanding of God's love for me. Mm. The bigger the cross, the more we realize how much God loves us. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So true. You know, one of the things, too, we talked about earlier about the um, how do we get through the not knowing? Mm. You know, how do we yeah. get through that process? I know when I was unemployed and eight months pregnant, um, I really, really relied on uh, Christian music mm-hmm. to remind me that God never leaves me. Mm. Um, that I, you know, I would burn myself CDs. I would uh, listen to my favorite radio station, the Light mm-hmm. FM. <laughs> um, but but God's word through music yeah. was one of those things that got me through all of those moments of doubt. Yeah, because because there are other people who have gone through it. Mm. You know, there were the time when I was going through all of this stuff was when Praise You in the Storm came out mm. from Casting Crowns. Yeah. And so what a great reminder that we have when we listen to other people singing songs um, that we we are not alone. We are not the only ones that go through times of doubting our faith, doubting our ability to trust God, doubting um, our own ability to put our faith and trust in Him and His love for us um, and thinking that the storm's going to last forever. Mm. Um, but... Other people are going through it, too. Yeah, absolutely. So renew your mind. Magnify the cross. I love mm-hmm. that. Thank you for sharing that, Tricia. And and be okay with not leaning on your own understanding. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's good. Does that help you take a deep breath today? Yeah. We sure hope so. We love <laughs> talking about these things with you. I wanted to add one, one, one last thing. I wear this silver bracelet. Y'all see me, and I never yeah. take it off. And it has the Greek word for beloved on it. That's Ooh. that's what that is. And it just became a, a friend of mine gave it to me um, who's actually a missionary. And, and 
it's I didn't know at the time I was like oh that's that's sweet beloved I, that's I need to remember that so I put it on but I've never taken it off since the day she gave it to me honest to goodness wow. and um and it has become more and more precious to me every day because I have that visual reminder of being beloved mm. and I don't think I think that's one thing that I get away from when I feel like I'm not beloved I have to yeah prove myself and perform and do all the things that my life experience has taught me. Mm. But if I can just remember that I'm beloved. Mm. So if you need to get you a bracelet with beloved on there, Mm -hmm. do that. Whatever (laughs) it is, keep it in front of your face. Sticky notes are great. I love me some sticky. I know you love sticky notes, Kelly. (laughs) And uh, so stick that thing on your computer, on your dashboard, wherever you need to. But we want you to know that you are loved. You're important to God. You're not a bother. Mm. And he wants... To speak into your life. He won't always tell you his exact plans, but his plans for you are good. If you have questions about that or you want to talk with us about that, we'd welcome your email. You can email us at girltalk at thelightfm.org, and we would love to hear from you. Now, we got some big news. Yes, we do. This is this has been like a couple years in the making. It has. Yep. yep. And we've talked about it, and we've talked about it, and we finally like, yep, we're going to pull the trigger and do this. So, we are happy to announce to you that coming up April the 8th, go ahead and write that down if you're not driving, April the 8th, we are going to have a team in the Carry Your Cross 5K in Candler at Pole Creek Church. And we are so excited about this. Now, this is how it works. You will have a, if you register for the race and you sign up on our website, you will get a special edition Girl Talk t shirts. It's not the pink ones that we've given out before. This is a special race day shirt, okay? And we're we're so, so stoked about this. So um, here's how you find out more information. You can text the word RUN, R-U-N, to 800-293-1069. We'll hit you back with all the deets on how you sign up, how you get your shirt, all the things. So you're like, uh, I've never run a 5K before. Then you're exactly why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. If you say, I've run... 20 million 5Ks. You're exactly why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And if you somewhere in between. Or if you even want to walk. Yes. Right. Or jog, which walk, is half jog, half walk. Run, I shuffle. I'm a shuffler, <laughs> so I shuffle. But uh, whatever it is that you can do, bring your kids. They can walk mm-hmm. in it, too. Mm-hmm. You're, I don't know about dogs. Do they love yes, dogs? absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Absolutely. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, if you say, I've never done anything like this before, but I want to, it was in my New Year's resolution to live a healthier life, well, here you go. Here's your opportunity. Now, there is a program called Couch to 5K that's very good. I've used it before, and we're going to post all the details about that, and it teaches you how to step-by-step get ready for a 5K. So mm-hmm. if you've never done anything like that before, it might be something you want to check into. Or if you just want to walk, that's fine, too. You don't have to mm-hmm. do the training. We're just right. offering yep. that as something extra. But... You have to sign up on our website to get a t-shirt, so text the word RUN right now to 800-293-1069 and mark your calendar for April the 8th. That's That's going to be Saturday before Easter. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. And Mm -hmm. you you can give us a little more details about the race, why it's called Carrier Cross. You want to share that I would love to, yes. So um, the, the... the race is tough. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good, good race. Um, it's great to walk it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that last 1K, we mm-hmm. go straight up a hill mm-hmm. um, and we're carrying a two by four. On that two by four, which uh, symbolizes the cross, it's it's hard to carry. Uh, but this will be the either tenth or eleventh 
anniversary mm-hmm. of Pole Creek doing this um, race. Uh, for all 10 or 11 years, uh, there have been people who have carried that same two by four. Wow who have written their names, have written their prayers, have written their um, their concerns, cried out their tears mm. um, as they go up this last 1K of the, of the race. Um, also along that last hill, uh, there are tons of scripture references, reminders um, of what uh, Christ did on the cross for us. Um, and then the very last little bit, you actually run through a cemetery mm. um, that just reminds you um, of death and what we're all uh, called to if we don't put our lives um, in the hands of Jesus. Mm. Um, And then the exhilaration of being able to run across the finish line, take your own cross that you've been carrying and lay it down at the foot of a very large cross that's in the church parking lot. Mm. Um, It really does bring people to tears Mm. um, as people reflect in that last hard 1K of of the race. Yeah. Well, we would love to to do this with you. Um, we are so excited about this opportunity. Yeah. We want to say thank you to Pole Creek Church for their, I mean, they jumped on board and said, yeah, we'd love to partner with you guys in doing this. And so we've jumped on board with them and uh, we're so grateful for their partnership and we want you to be there. It's going to be so much fun and it's going to be a, a very spiritual um, experience there at the end. I can't wait to do it. And uh, if walk, run, shuffle, uh, jog, skip, skip crawl, cartwheels. <laughs> Could be crawl. It all is included in this. Mm-hmm. So go sign up. We can't wait to see you on this Saturday before Easter as we get together as a Girl Talk community and uh, love on each other and show Jesus how much we love him and lay everything at the foot of the cross. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. So come join us. Text the word run to 800-293-1069. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.